The Trailblazers Summer League team is looking like it might make the championship game. Jabari Walker is emerging as a potential rotation player. We'll talk about that. It's Damian Lillard's birthday. He got a huge birthday present last week. $122 million over two years on his extension. We're going to talk about all that and a little bit more here on the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fentress along with Craig Bernbach. Craig, how are you today? Did you you get $122 million this week? I did not. I did not. You didn't? uh, it's uh, it's sad. My son um, <laughs> turned five, so he got a five dollar crisp five dollar bill from his uncle Scott. So he's feeling it. Wow, he's, <laughs> he's feeling the pain. He's, he's is feeling he running the around. Little love. <laughs> is he running around doing this with his hands and got, got the money? <laughs> the money he's Mayweather. Like, that's five. <laughs> he's like that's five Matchbox cars. I'm like it is in Oregon. No tax. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's high rolling, just like Dame. And uh, we're definitely going to talk about that. So last week we did the podcast uh, talking about the Jody Allen fiasco nonsense. And then like a couple hours later, he's signed the deal. Um, and I came on and did sort of like a little uh, ad- additional voiceover to just have that on addendum. the podcast. I think they call it an addendum. addendum. There you go. But we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Now we finally do. Man, so much to unpack with this thing. Uh, now, his agent, Aaron Goodwin, had told me that there were ongoing discussions. I think we talked about that um, last week. And then it's and then I get, I get done talking with him about the Jody Allen stuff, and I go to practice uh, about an hour and a half later, and the news breaks. <laughs> so I texted him, and I'm like, dude, did you just do this in the last hour? He goes, in the last couple hours. So when I was talking to him that morning, there were two times he put me on hold. For like one for like four minutes, one for like five or six minutes. And so at the press conference, he actually flew into town at the press conference. That was the first time I met him in person. I said, when you went up, when you put me on hold, who were you, were you talking to Cronin? He goes, well, the first time I was talking to Cronin, the second time I was talking to Dane. <laughs> so literally they're in the <laughs> middle of the negotiating. So that's how I'm like, man, I go, well, that's just, you know, Shams and Shams got it first. Cause that's just how the world works at this point. But I was like, I was that close to maybe having that scoop. But anyway, and also that far away, but, uh, just, you know, it's something that, the Blazers, you know, pretty much had to offer. Like they couldn't not offer. And he told me it had been on the table for a while that they had come to him and said, okay, we're going to offer you a deal. But apparently the deal at first was around a hundred and then it got boosted up. Um, but you know, he also told me that, you know, Dame wasn't interested in just rushing to signing a deal with the Blazers because he could get that extension anywhere until he saw them make some moves, which pulls us back to the whole Jeremy Grant and Gary Payton deals, two moves that Dame wanted. He, pulled for hard, pushed for them, definitely wanted Peyton, who also shares the same agent, uh, shares the same agent, Aaron Goodwin. So a lot of things going on here. Uh, I'm going to let you get started with your theory on sort of why you think this happened at this moment. Well, I mean, we just talked about it last time about me, you know, what my point was, the article was a hit job on Jody Allen and it had not, you know, saying that Damian Lillard couldn't contact Jody Allen was the was easily going to be proven to be not true, which the best way to prove it's not true is 10 minutes later, offer him a $122 million <laughs> contract, you know, and be like, okay, I guess, I guess he's cool with the franchise. Um, but in that contract, does it have fine print that said Dane will not contact Jody Allen under any circumstances? Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the one thing that's interesting is she didn't, she wasn't there. Bert Cold was there, which, yes. you know, you know, I, I don't get, you know, there's part of me that says, okay, did they do that on purpose? But she didn't talk anyway, so it was just a picture. So I don't, you know, it does still say to me that you're, why isn't she there? Burt Cold's running the franchise. That's what that picture says. Uh, so part of that 
article was confirmed to be true, which we already knew that Burt Cole is running the sports franchises for her. Um, but is he yeah, running them or is he just a point person? Or is he just a point person? I, well, I mean, for ownership wise, in the sense that that's who they check in with. And with him and Jody Allen, as opposed to before it was Paul Allen and and Burt Cold was his sidekick. Now it's kind of feels mm-hmm. like if you're going to sign a $122 million contract and the representative from the ownership trust is Burt Cold, that means something, right? Um, and it means something that everyone's saying uh, that Burt Cold is running point. Um, my, my, my real thought is, like you said, they had to offer it to him. I just... I don't know. Like, I don't know why. Like, the extension's not due really? yet. I mean, why? Well, why do they have that? Now, now, honestly, he's he's almost – I'm not – nobody's untradeable. But he's ridiculously hard to trade. Like, he is ridiculously why? hard to trade with that contract. Why? Well, well, because why? you have to fit it, right? You have – people have to honor he's not making, him. He's not making – but he's yeah. making – what do you mean? You mean max salaries? Yeah. It's in well, the – you know, yeah, but, but salary if you trade him, but the tra- but the trade, uh, any trade would be made based on what you're making that coming year, and so that right, but somebody has to know the, the next future. three years, right? But they have to. They know that they're big, in his mid thirties. They're going to be paying him sixty mil. Yeah, but any team. But the thing is, any team that's going to want him to try and win the championship is not going to worry about that. Okay, you hope it's like we're gonna get Damian Lillard to build a super team, win a championship. We're gonna we don't care about the sixty million dollars at the end of it. Also, the salary cap is gonna go up. Like, I, I get and that. I think that's why he got one twenty two. Like everyone's like, oh my god, sixty two, sixty two. That's so much money. It's so much money today, but in like five years, when the cap goes up another thirty million dollars, it's not gonna be that much. It's sort of like the, the summer. Remember, remember the summer two thousand sixteen when everyone freaked out. Oh my god, I can't believe these people are getting all this money. It's because the cat went from sixty to ninety yeah. or something like that. So it's right. going to be the same thing. It's going to go up, and since then it's gone from ninety to one one twenty, and so it's going to go up again. So you know that's. So I, I think the sixty two looks really large now. It's not going to look, look as large in three years. But anyway, go ahead. In three, but in three years, <laughs> if you're at a place you're trying to trade Damian Lillard, it's going to be really hard. Yes, I, I do. I do think in, in the well, yeah, I do think at thirty five, thirty six, it's going to be hard to trade yeah. him. But if you didn't extend him, you wouldn't be able to trade him then either because you wouldn't have him. Um, if you're trading him, it's going to be in the next couple of years. I think if he locks in after that, I think it's all bets are off with you're the done. trade happening. Right. But I think the franchise, if the franchise doesn't offer him an extension, he's only going to view that as extreme disrespect. And then he's gonna. That's gonna be make it more likely that he might ask for a trade. And I just don't think the Blazers are in a place where they feel like they have to or should trade him because at the end of the day, if they're not going to contend, they want to at least not contend with a superstar like Damian Lillard and just ride that bad boy out. Now, whether some fans agree with that or not, or they want to start over, rebuild, or blah blah blah. My thing is, superstars don't grow on trees, let alone in Portland. If you got one, you you, you try and get at least the next three years out of them, and then work things out. You know, as you go, you can rebuild with him if he's not at the height of his of his powers and he's not as good anymore like Kobe was at the end of his career. You're not going to win very many games. You're going to fall in the lottery, but you're not going to be signing free agents anyway at a, at a lot of money. And then he goes off the books, and then you can start making those signings. So I I see where you're coming from, but I just, I just don't think you're right. Look, there, I, I get that they <laughs> that there was no, in a sense, giving it to him is the easiest path. 
It's definitely the easiest path. You get it over with, you're done, you make him happy, you hope that he says this makes him happy. I 100% agree that trading Damon Lillard in the middle of a rebuild right now makes zero sense unless you're going to somehow get a superstar, you know, a guaranteed superstar back, which is not going to happen, right? Like that's not that's not the kind of deal we're taking. Not likely, or in right. It, right, or if you somehow, you know, if you had drafted a if Sharp ends up being John Morant, then you got a new superstar to build on, and that's how you can do it. I mean, other other franchises have have done that. They, you know, Ant, <coughs> Ant, okay, or if Ant turns into <laughs> to John Morant, you know what I'm saying? Like if you have that transition right. where you can go from one superstar to the other. Dallas had that perfect. I mean, it worked out perfect for them. I mean, Vitsky got old, he retired, and holy cow, look at this, we got a new superstar that we drafted right. in the top ten. Um, yeah, I just you know I, I'm okay with that. To me. You pay, you give him an extension before he actually has to have the extension. Is it just to make him happy? I don't think that matters. I think that Damian Lillard gets unhappy, he's going to ask for a trade. I mean, Damian Lillard has been very clear about it. I mean, you're the one who's been saying that from day one, that none of this means uh, Dame happy today does not mean Dame happy tomorrow. And I don't know if the extension matters to him as far as the money is concerned. As you said, he thinks he's he was going to get it no matter what, and he wants to win a championship, and if he doesn't see them going that way, um, I still think there's a chance he could ask for a trade. Now, I think he doesn't want to ask for a trade. I think he wants more than anything to stay, make this money, get another player. You know, either one of these guys rises to that level quickly, or they go get another guy, and he can, you know, have a chance. I mean, he's always said uh, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to super team it. He just wants to have a chance, and he has not felt. Like they've had an actual chance when they're out there. I mean, he says it right away. Hey, when we were in the locker room beforehand, I don't think, you know, I've never looked around and said, oh, this team can win a championship. Um, but I, I, you know, he's there. They have less flexibility today because of this contract in the future and then, than they would if they didn't sign it yet. And why? Okay. I, so, I don't, people keep saying, I don't, why? Because he makes a lot of money. Because, in in when he's thirty, if you keep him and he's thirty five, right. your roster is going to be. It's going to you'll have less flexibility. I mean, that's but, that's but a, again, that's a fact. but again, but again, the cap is going to go up, and, and okay. they're already over the they're already over the cap. So how much you're paying him over the cap cap is not going to be that relevant to being able to sign other players because you're already over the cap, and the cap is going to go up. So like him making forty three now and making sixty two in five years. It's not going to matter in terms of flexibility because the cap's going to go up and you're already over the cap anyway. And it just, it's just not, it's just not going to matter. Now, someone said, what, why would you pay him that? Cause then you can sign another star. Okay. So Damian Lillard is supposed to take 30 million and then another star is supposed to take 30 oh, million. Yeah, that, each can make 50 or 60. No, that's not exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So no one's going to do that. It's really um, about one year. It's at two years. When you got two years left, you're not going to be able to trade him with two years. You'll be able to trade him with one year because it'll be an expiring. I mean, so I guess well, it depends. It, it, it depends on to who, though. Like, you know, if you if there's a team out there that's like, if we add Dame, we're going to win the title. What do you want? Yep. He's only got two years left on his contract, one hundred twenty-two million dollars. The cap has gone up. They're going to match salaries anyway. They're going to give you some stuff, and we all, you know, with with guys like Dame making sixty, that means guys like Nurk are making seventeen, and guys like Ant are making twenty-five. So they're going to have guys on their roster. We're, they're going to have two guys on their roster making thirty who aren't who are just good, not even all stars, but they're just good. Like CJ, who's not an all star, making thirty-three now. Yep. You know, and they're going to be able to say, okay, hey, we'll give you these couple contracts and. Five picks and four pick swaps. 
right, for Damian Lewis, so we can try and win a championship, which is which we've seen that kind of thing happen. Um, so I could definitely see him being traded in that scenario if it's the right team, the right place. Um, but at if, the same and time, if, and, if, and if he doesn't tear his Achilles, well, that see now that is of anything that is the biggest fear is that he has and a major injury that really yeah. that really suck that maybe sucks away some of his abilities. And now, like like with Kobe after the Achilles, right now you have a superstar who's aging, not as explosive as he used to be. Um, can now now if he can adjust his game and become more like Chris Paul, who is just a deft playmaker who does just witchcraft out there. Uh, and a defensive then, star. And yeah, that's that's another thing too. <laughs> and that ain't gonna um, happen. Dame, Dame's not the defensive star he is, but you know, at least you can get a lot of out of, out of him. But if he's not at his highest powers, who do you have who's gonna be that's gonna make you relevant? That's what's gonna be tough. So to me, I, I think the championship window, if you can and I say that really not believing they're gonna win a championship in the next three years, right. but that window to do so while Dame is still at the height of his powers is three years. And they have to make some other roster moves to even get close to that. So, yeah, and I, like I said, I want I wasn't like this is stupid. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it was a, stu- you know, I mean, I'm like, but I just wondered why now, and 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 we kind of know why now. Like as far as that day, it was perfect to instantly shut up the noise about Damian Lillard not talking to, you know, being unhappy with management because <laughs> no one's unhappy with management when they sign a hundred twenty two million dollar contract. And if they are, they're you know, they don't sign it. Um, and and I agree with the fact that they're they're kind of all in on 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 this three year window with Dame, um, or like you said, if he's on un- before, like if he's unhappy, they'll tr- trade him. And if he's still at the top of his power, I mean, if he asks for a trade, he's not untradeable. If he's at the top of his powers, he's still that guy that could push people over the top. So. Um, that part makes sense. I do worry about a guy who just suffered, and I know this is a long term injury. But the body does what the body does, you know, at some point. Like, and there's a reason why most people are not Chris Paul. And mm. most people 32 above in the NBA who aren't LeBron and Chris Paul start going the other way. And major injuries can happen. Um, but look, Kevin Durant tore his Achilles and is, you know, he's, to me, it's amazing that he is, he has shown no signs that he's not Kevin Durant. Because uh, to me, the Achilles injury is the one that very few people have. You know, knee injuries can knock you out, but mostly they have. You know, you can recover, especially a guy like Dame that hasn't had multiple knee injuries. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you sit tearing ACL; it's a year, right? That's gone. Like, so those are the things that scare me about uh, Dame in his in his thirties. But that that's the risk you take with every NBA player. Um, you know, at this stage of their superstar existence. Uh, I get why they did it, and and it to me, also, if you're gonna sell the team, you might as well get this taken care of, right? So they know it, and they don't have to worry about it. Uh, right. So that part, you know, makes sense as well. And you want your best, you want Damian Lillard to be happy if you're the Blazers, and if this doesn't, this is the best way to make him happy, right? Like there's no, like a cake won't be that big a deal on his birthday. <laughs> But the, you know, the max, max extension uh, and him being the guy that for a short period of time gets to say he's got that um, and, you know, he has that pride. Um, I think I think it helps. Uh, he's got to be he's got to be happier today than he was a week ago. Right. And I don't think he signs this deal without those two moves, the Grant and the Peyton move to show one that 
<clears throat> Portland's looking to make moves to try and win yep. and uh, make their roster better. And I, I think they are infinitely better right now. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're better defensively. Wow, it can't they be got, much they worse. More, <laughs> they, 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 well, I mean, I mean, than what they had to start the season last year, which I still yeah. think was a solid, yes, a solid team, just not a contender. Um, so, but they need one more piece and who knows what'll happen this summer. I mean, there's so many things going on in the NBA right now. Anything could pop up. Who knows? They could become a third player or third team in a, in a deal, a bigger deal involving something else. And they end up with another wing, you know, a starting caliber three or whatever. So we'll see, but fascinating stuff to see what happens with this because it, it's just so, there's so much angst in this town over winning a championship. Like I, I I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if you try and think of the cities that have probably the most angst about their any franchise winning a title, Portland Trailblazers are up there now. I mean, they're. I'm not going to say they're. I mean, the Lions have haven't won one since before the Super Bowl, so you know, you could go there, I guess. But the Pistons have won, and the Tigers won a couple times. Um, But Portland has to be up there amongst the cities that are experiencing the most dread about the fact they've never won a title. And then you factor in the Jordan debacle, the Durant they debacle. They did. They've won Lloyd, a title. Oh, I'm sorry. In, I'm sorry. In, uh, yeah, sorry. In <laughs> in over 40 years. Last 45 years. Um, but but you, factor, you factor in the Jordan debacle, the Durant debacle, the Roy and Odin thing, and just, just mm-hmm. the bad luck that this franchise has experienced. And you saw the reaction to Shaden Sharp getting injured, right? Those <laughs> people were like oh, comparing yeah. it to like oh, we, we can never have nice things and comparing it to all those names I just I just mentioned. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, if and they I think because of the passion, but the passion for their team, yeah. there's other places like Sacra, you know, like Sacramento, but they're just not the it's just not the, right. the same passion. I mean, Utah, obviously. Well, they feel like they're still I think it's similar. Years ago, but go ahead. Right, but you know, yeah. but uh, that's what I'm saying. Like that, I think I. I don't, you know, I'm sure the Utah fan base is, you know, a good fan base, but I just feel more, more people break down summer league action in Portland than they do other places. It's just the truth. I mean, like I never cared about summer league. I've been an NBA fan and a Knicks fan my whole life. Um, And obviously we've got some angst as Knicks fans in New York. It's different. We separate fan bases. Like you don't just say, Oh, New York got the Yankees. So you're, you're happy because you might, there's a lot of Knicks fans that aren't Yankee fans, you know? Um, so the angst as far as Knicks fans is, is ridiculous. Like it's awful. We, we talk about sky is falling. Well, the sky is falling on top of Knicks fans, hit him in the head, bounce back up and hit him back in the head for 55 years, you know? So, um, Summer League just doesn't – no one cares. You know, no one puts this – no one breaks down Summer League uh, the way that Portland fans do. They – they it, it's just uh, – and it's – some of it has to do that it is the one franchise um, and that Seattle's so close and you get those mixed franchises. So it's the one thing um, that Portland's been able to call their own for so long because obviously you do have the Timbers and the Thorns and I don't want to disrespect that, but it's just not the same. Um and everyone's a Blazer fan. Like people argue. Like I remember, I got an argument on Twitter once about how the Ducks were bigger than the Trailblazers in the state of Oregon. I'm like, that's just crazy talk, dude. Like it's Ducks crazy football. Talk. <laughs> like Ducks football is bigger. Yeah, it is bigger than the Trailblazers. Oh yeah, overall in the st- over the oh, state. Yeah. No, because oh, half yeah. the fans are Oregon State fans. No, doesn't matter. Well, okay, let's let's put this way. Let's put this way. The web traffic on Oregon Live has been way greater for the Ducks the last ten years than the Blazers. Last 10 years, I would say yes. that's probably right. right. But you go over the long term, everyone's a Trailblazer fan in Oregon. 
Yeah, go over the long term. But right now, like if you post and if Oregon I post, State if has, if I post a Ducks article and Crepia, excuse me, if I post, well, if I posted the Ducks article and I posted the Blazers article and they were of equal news value or feature value, the Ducks article would get more reads. You think that's um, true? If the I, Blazers are in the finals. During the time they're in the finals, no. But yeah, I'm, I'm just talking saying, about like the, the, well, of course, if they're in the fi- off, well, off well, okay, right. if, if they're in the finals versus the Ducks in the national championship game, yeah, I bet it's I bet it's a battle. It's a battle. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm just saying just telling, people have been because the Ducks because the Ducks represent the state. The Blazers represent Portland and a bunch of millionaires running around playing basketball. Okay. Some come and go. Blah blah blah. The, the there's there's a greater affinity, I believe, for a, a college entity like like Oregon, especially the way they the way they went about doing things with the flash and the offense and the things like that, and then Marcus, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Um, that just generated a certain level of just. Um, Adulation yeah, from there's the fans a in the state th- because they were representing the state, and most of the people okay. in the state don't remember the last time the Blazers represented the state at the high, at a high level. Uh, hey, I I trust your expertise there. You know, you've been on both sides. I just know in my world, you could always leave with the Trailblazers and feel safe. You know, like that when it was a major move. I think Damian yeah. Lillard is the biggest star in the state. I don't think it's close. Oh yeah. So there's that. The Ducks. The Ducks um, even have a star right now. Well, probably not, you know, like in that sense, they probably <laughs> don't. And that's kind of what I'm saying. And the Ducks yeah. fluctuate, college fluctuates. But either way, I'm just saying people care a lot about the Blazers here and they feel they have evidence of being snake bitten. I mean, Greg Oden, Kevin Durant, that if that if that existed on its own is a huge deal. But then that's that's like a little shadow under the Jordan yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like the Jordan Sambui. Like it's insane that these these I too iconic players iconic players right i mean guys that won multiple championships and at some point in time were the best player on earth the blazers didn't get you know and they could have right that's crushing it's crushing when you think about it just the kevin if you passed on kevin durant alone for greg odin that's enough to be like oh my god can you believe that happened you're like yeah well we also passed on michael jordan (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) Oh my God! Right? Like, I mean, is there is there a bigger way to get you know to to prove that you're snake bitten that you literally had the same thing happen twice? And um, so I I get it that they're that that it's so that people why people are the way they are like why the sharp thing hits them that way even though you're right I mean Torres Labrum. you don't even know if he's any good and he should be fine by the time the actual season's like. Many people. It might be. It might be four to six months, though. If it's if if he undergoes surgery, if he does undergo surgery, but I don't think he's going to play that much anyway. I don't think he's going to play that much anyway. You hope not. A little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, One one thing Dame did say though is he talked about if he went to another team and won a championship. Obviously, it would be great, but it wouldn't be as fulfilling as winning one here. And that if he goes out, he's tired of people telling him what he should and shouldn't do. Which I respect that. I mean, I, I can't even explain to you how much I respect the fact that he just doesn't care what everyone thinks. It's like, it's like we have we have part of our society and, and the NBA NBA fan base is like, oh, you sh- if you, if you sh- go to another team to chase a championship, you're a sellout. And another part is like, you should leave your team to go get a championship because <laughs> you have to have a championship. And it's just, you know, they're obviously conflicting uh, ideas there. But I just love the fact that his, his thing is like, look, <clears throat> I'd rather if I have a shot. Just have a team around me that I think we have a shot and we lose. I can live with that. 
And he'd rather have that than just run down to LA and join LeBron and AD and win a championship or run to Golden State and win. Like, he just doesn't want to do that. And I just, I, I have nothing but respect for that. Now, I do think 99% of NBA players would say the same thing, right? Uh, and especially when the team and the have franchise it? is built around you. Well, I'm just have saying, it? like, that's the thing. I, I think they I think though. most people would rather be able to now it depends if they're happy or not. Now, Dame is the like I said, he's the biggest star in in in, the, in a state and probably in a region right now in the Pacific Northwest. Like now that Russell Wilson's gone, right? He probably moves to the top of that uh the whole region. Um yeah, and I think everyone would rather win it when you're the and also if he well, wins you'd it rather, here, but, but no point. but people but people don't attempt to do that like like the last 10 years i mean who who has said yes. i'm gonna stay here and and as long as i have a shot i'm gonna be cool with that no that's just not the thing it's where can i go to win a championship they should join this team you should it's almost like the thing it's like who can get this guy to build a super team and we'll be unbeatable it's just the weirdest thing to me about the nba it's one of the things that turns me off sometimes but the fact that he's saying i'm not gonna do what durant did i'm not gonna do what lebron did i don't want to do what Kawhi and paul george and all these guys are traveling around creating these teams anthony david well he got traded but still he wanted out of new orleans um you know yeah he wanted he that to me that's yeah, a huge he, push i think he definitely yeah. did it now i think so, carmelo did it you know and didn't work but carmelo wanted out of the you know but Car- he wanted out of twice. denver but he went but he went he didn't went to a he didn't go to a place that was right on the cusp of winning a title I don't mind if you leave because you just want to leave. I'm talking about where it's like, (laughs) yo, man, what's up? Hey, what are you doing? Let's meet in L.A. at the Clippers and try and win it. It, No, The Paul George thing. Was it you I was arguing with about Paul George? No, it was someone else. It was was, uh, Justin Marsden. No, that's right. He's got a list. Justin, by the way, just pulled out his notebook of guys, he's people he's arguing with this week. No, he was talking about the the small market thing and about how Paul George resigned with Oklahoma City. And I said, dude, Paul George resigned with Oklahoma City to get the five-year Supermax. And then the next year, he asked out and went to where he wanted to go, L.A., to join up with Kawhi. So that was just Paul George just getting his money and then meeting up with Kawhi. But anyway, my point is, is that's what people do. Yes. And, and, and I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the camp that when you're an athlete, you want to win. So you're, you do what you can to win. You know? And I'm, I'm not angry at people that do that. And what, when you're talking about LeBron, I take LeBron out of it because I think LeBron figures wherever he goes is where you have a chance to win. And he's proven that. Like, I mean, he took Cleveland no, teams that were garbage. No, no, uh, come no. on. He, won a t- or, or, he took or, Cleveland teams that were garbage to the finals. That okay. were garbage to the finals. He took, he took Cleveland, a Cleveland team to the finals that was garbage back when the yes. East was complete doo-doo. Okay? Yes. People talk about Le- how many times has LeBron been at the finals? Ten times or something like that. And he's four and six. So that means had he played in the West, he only made the finals four times. So that's how the East was so bad that that Cleveland team, when he was young, got into it. Everyone knows that Cleveland team was not a championship caliber team. It's probably the worst team to make the finals in the last 40 years at least. Now, yeah. as far as his championships, the what Knicks, did he do? The Knicks he made the Miami. finals in 2001 went, with Marcus Camby, well, that, dude. We, yeah, our team was garbage. No, but you, our yeah, team was garbage. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we were garbage out here. Yeah, that team, we were yeah, garbage. And, and, Charlie and Ward, got, we were and, terrible. Right. Oh, we got crushed. And they got swept. And they got swept. Anyway. Anyway, he went to we all know LeBron's he went to Miami team would have killed that Bosch. team. He went to Miami with Wade and Bosch. He went back yes. to Cleveland. He doesn't go back to Cleveland if they don't have Kyrie and already an All Star, which some people forget he was already an All Star. And then they traded Wiggins the rights to, with number one pick and Wiggins. They actually drafted Wiggins and traded him for Kevin Love. So he had two All Stars. He joined in Cleveland, and then he goes to L.A. knowing that they're going to make a trade at some point with the assets they had, and they got Anthony Davis. So LeBron is the king of the traveling <laughs> manufacturing circus. Like he just is, 
more power to him. His legacy is going to be that he won championships in three different cities, which I remember people trying to make that a big deal. I'm like, yeah, that's not impressive. He's the only mega star who's ever chosen to try and do that. So it's not really impressive. Well, that, it was all hey, look, it's because you, anyway, you couldn't back in the day. You could back in the day. Let's be honest. LeBron was. Well, and that's did. another part too. You couldn't. So I'm not going to give LeBron and he, credit and, for doing and something And he's the guy who made it possible do. for people. He well, showed okay. people how to do it. Wait, wait. Okay, first of all, t- players back in the day could have demanded trades, and, and people became mm. free agents. Shaq, yes, but Shaq it was a lot a harder agent. to move. Shaq it was became a, lot a free agent move. and moved. Shaq became a free agent and moved. Uh, no, Shaq did it. Shaq did do it. Yeah, he Shaq pushed did. his. Uh, he pushed himself. You know, you could be miserable and push yourself out, and yeah. But the whole birds well, they lo- they low ball him. They low ball him. Yeah. Yeah, Go I mean, ahead. look, I don't blame. Look, Shaq. Shaq's one of the most underrated players. But Shaq in NBA went to a, but now. Shaq went to a mediocre team. That's the difference. Anyway, I, I just respect the fact that Dame is not going to sit here and say, uh, and I do too. Trade me I just to don't. the Nets to play with Durant and Ben Simmons so I can win a championship. Which those three, because you get Kyrie's knuckleheadedness out of there, those three probably do contend for a title. I, I just respect the fact that he's not trying to pull that. Yeah, and I, and yes. I and I, yes. and I hope that <laughs> I hope right. I mean that yeah, and but I won't be mad. I won't be mad if he doesn't. Like, like if he asks, yeah. he wants to move to win a championship because I think athletes want to win titles, and right. I think that you you deserve. You only get one career, like that's it, and you can be happy with it, or you know, you can watch every night Charles Barkley and the angst that that not winning a title has given him. Right? It's basically half of the image. You know, whenever. We talk this way, people go to Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley had an amazing career. He did try to chase a title, didn't get it. You know, technically, he chase, didn't chase though. a no, title. No, I know. But back then, that's what that was, right? When Carl Malone and Gary Payton left, that's what I agree. It wasn't. He was awesome. Okay, but without him, they don't go, they don't make it. Like, you know, the Suns are. Yeah, like he was. A, but the Suns were really contenders when he went there, if I remember. No, but he wanted he, out he made, because he thought he had he, a better chance. Yeah. He wasn't so chasing because this. he was so good. I will, say, I will say this. When an athlete reaches a certain age, and I do think that's sort of like 32 and above, if they decide then, okay, it's not going to happen here. I want to go elsewhere. I'm cool with that. Well, my problem is with the guys in their 20s manufacturing, orchestrating, and calling up their boys. That, like, to me, that's just corny. But yeah, when you do reach a certain age, Peyton and Malone, they weren't, they weren't Gary Peyton and Carl Malone anymore. If they had really been Gary Peyton and Carl Malone still, there's no way that Laker team doesn't win, even, even with Shaq and Kobe feuding. But Carl Malone and Peyton weren't the same. Uh, so that, to me, doesn't, doesn't count. But anyway, bottom line is, Dame is committed to trying here. We'll see if they can pull off a deal to make this team a contender. It's not one right now. If he doesn't feel like they can ever be one. I do see a situation where he might ask out, and you agree. And I'm I, like I said, I'm cool with anyone. And I'm cool to win with a title it too. Anyway, right. And I, I'm cool with the guys in the twenties. We, I, I, man, that's fine corny. with me. Ah, man, whatever. You got it's, one career. Try to win a title. It's corny. <laughs> it, it doesn't. Does it mean the same when you create almost an unbeatable team? Like, is that even like where's yeah. where's where's the I don't know. It, I don't, anyway, whatever. That's another, that's another show. I'm sure we'll talk about that again. Let's move on Amen. to the guy who is going to make the Blazers instant contenders right away. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's one of their rookies and it's not Shaden Sharp who's hurt. No, it's, not. it's their steal with the 57th pick in the second round. Jabari Walker, son of Samaki Walker, whom I'm talking to today about his son. Jabari Walker is ripping up summer league, averaging with about 12 and nine a game, very efficient. He was shooting 68% at one point. Last night, he had nine and nine against uh, Houston. Uh, man, you know, look, look, 
I think people are are overreacting to this. Like, yes, he's looked pretty solid, but again, one at summer league and two um, That's it. summer league. Stop. That's all you gotta and say. Three summer league. summer league and four. He's playing against guys who are mostly not gonna be even in the NBA next year. That said, what I love about him is he's not really doing a lot of flashy things. He's just playing really good, smart, intelligent basketball. And one thing that Steve Hetzel was asked early on was about the idea of having a former player's son and what that means. And he he, he went back to working with uh, Izzo, saying how Izzo always wanted, if he could find them, sons of coaches or, or sons of former players because they just grew up around the game and just developed a certain level of basketball IQ and they see that in him. And I think you see it on the court. He just doesn't make silly decisions. He doesn't make selfish decisions. And he talked about how when he was growing up, his dad was really on him all the time about doing the little things. He gave an example. He said there was a game or it was a game where he barely got the ball. And so when you're that good, you're playing on these traveling teams and everyone's good. And sometimes there's a couple of guys who are just really amazing and they're ball hogs. And so other people just have to be role players. And he said, his dad told him, okay, you didn't get the ball. Don't just stand in the corner and wait for the ball. And if you don't get it to stay there, when you see those guys are going to shoot, crash the boards. And if you crash the boards on defense and get the defensive board, you can lead the charge up court. Like do things, set screens for your guys, do the little things that are going to make you a good basketball player. Because at the end of the day, he said, this is so funny. He said, this, he said look, role players make a lot of money. <laughs> you know, they make, they get paid too. Nurk, I mean, Nurkis might not consider himself a role player, but he's pretty much a role he player. He's making $70 million. So I just love the fact that he embraces doing those little things. And we're seeing really smart basketball from him. now they're playing a really simplified offense. They're playing a really simplified defense. We'll see how this all translates come the regular season. Plus, of course, they got Grant. They got um, Justice Winslow ahead of him who play power forward. I think they would play Nasir Lilla power forward before Jabari Walker. You saw Trenton Watford. So I don't know how much this is going to mean in terms of his minutes in the regular season. But at the very least, I think you see a guy who has the intellect and the skills to maybe at someday become a rotational player. And they rewarded him with a full-on contract, not a two-way deal. To me, that's what matters, right? The guy, they liked him enough to pick 57th. He is in a place where they 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 need players that are you know six eight and above, or six six and above, <laughs> or six four and above. Pick a number, uh, and he is those things. So they picked for need. They and, and they picked him for a reason. And then he went out, and, you know, and that's what you're going against in summer league. And he and he's standing out. And they gave him a contract, and he earned it. That's what you celebrate. I I don't. Um, it's not just summer league this year either. No second year players are really playing. You know, it's such a weird summer league. They, you know, usually you bring like you know bring the the guys from the year before. Um, you see first rounders. You're just seeing a lot less of second year players. Um, mm-hmm. in this summer league, so he is going up against guys that have almost you know mostly no NBA experience that will never play in the NBA. So he. He should, it's like a college all-star game and he, he should be, you know, killing it. Um, and he is, and that's great. And if he plays a lot of minutes next year, two things could happen. One, he's so good that, you know, that he's blown the doors off of things in training camp or two, uh, something went horribly, horribly wrong for the Blazers. Uh, but you know, he's a young kid. He says all the right things. He's doing all the right things. I am, um, if you're going to draft a guy in the second round, you know that he's going to have to really play well or you're going to have to be really awful for him to play a lot of minutes or even make the team. Uh, but in a 
short period of time, he proved what they saw, you know, on tape and in in person on the college games uh, was real. And like you said, his dad did this, and his dad played ten years in the NBA. And if you, yeah. you know, that's a lot of money, man. That's like a hundred million dollars back when he played. Now it'll be two hundred million dollars almost <laughs> if you make it. Um, so I mean, I, I, I'm glad to see it. I haven't seen um, anything else in summer league that um, that mattered to me more than other than the next guy that we're going to talk about in Kean Johnson. Like I, I, those are the two things. Um, when you're looking hard at the Blazers to find reasons why summer league matter, this is the number one because you picked the kid in the second round and now he's earned a roster spot. And then the other stuff, I know, I know you're pumped because we both talked about the fact that the Blazers did get a first round pick in the CJ uh, trades, um, in and and he's and he's showing he could play some offense, which you love, right? Okay, you lost me for a second, but no, it was, it was the Powell trade to the Clippers. They got Keon Johnson. A lot of people were pissed off because they didn't get a first-round pick, but Keon Johnson had been a first-round pick eight months prior. And I just – when you get someone that athletic who who enjoys playing defense um, and gets after it like he does, I think you have someone who could be a rotational player just when you're that quick, that athletic, getting after it on defense, you're going to have impact, and his offensive game is coming around. Like he's looked pretty good this, off, this summer. He had 25 points against Houston on Thursday night, pretty much led their team to the win. Uh, and he he is pretty much doing kind of what I think people wanted to see Shaden Sharp do, be that 6'4", 6'5"-ish wing, scoring dynamically, et cetera, et cetera. He had a massive dunk on a fast break on an assist from Greg Brown where he just got up and just crushed it. Uh, so I love his his physical gifts, and he looks like he's coming around um, offensively. However, again, you know, let's name their guards, Dame, Ant, Hart, Peyton. Those are your four guards. Anyone else is going to have trouble getting on the court. That includes Shaden Sharp, who, if he undergoes surgery for his uh, labral tear, could be out four to six months. And that includes Keon Johnson. But if he continues to develop, he becomes maybe an attractive trade chip. Who knows? But I definitely like what he's shown this summer so far. Yeah, and he could and, – and they – you named a lot of guards and a couple of them. I mean, Gary Payton – he could be playing the four, you know, I mean, just the way, <laughs> is, I mean, they're saying that's what the Warriors did, right? He, you could, you could have him and Keon on the court at the same time. If, um, if Keon, you know, proves that he could guard some multiple positions, which that's why he got drafted, right? He didn't get drafted for his offensive ability. Um, right. So I, I, I think that, 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 that he has a chance to me is a better chance of making the rotation. Um, if he continues to, you know, prove that he can offensively. I mean, if he can knock down the three consistently, a guy with that athletic ability and that ability to guard is going to play in the NBA. You know, there's just, there's a reason why he was a first round draft pick. Um, so I just liked it because you're going to go get this kid. You're going to say you like this kid. Um, this is his opportunity to show um, that you were right. And when he scores 25 in a summer league game, Yes, the comp- he should, right? I mean, that's what that's what he's supposed to do. He s- spent a year in the NBA practicing every day, going against everyone he played against in practice is better, you know, than 95% of the guys he's playing in summer league. So I'm just yeah. glad to see that. Um he's found confidence also um to try and score. Cause sometimes uh when you have not done it before, you tend to to lose some uh confidence, but uh he doesn't lack confidence, and that that no. that makes me uh, feel good for his upside. 
He shot 35% from three last year on four attempts per game. And of course, we all know most of those came, well, they came after the trade and when they were tanking. But he only shot 36% from the field total. He shot 36.4 on two-point field goals, which is a little annoying because that means he's not hitting his short and mid-range jumpers. Clearly, he's not missing. Well, it also means he's not getting to the rim. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, Or if true. he is, he's missing a lot of layups, and that's not right. good. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, I look, he, two, two for six, 2.2 of six, that tells me he's getting one dunk maybe making one short jumper and he's missing the other four. Uh, so you want, I just, the mid range game to me, the fact that it's been dying is just really annoying because part of what I like about basketball is working around for the good shot. And sometimes a good shot is 10 to 15 yep. feet in today's NBA. It's like, no one wants to shoot that. And it, what's funny is you're seeing people develop as really good three point shooters, but you put them, put them at 17, 18 feet and they look like they, they're lost. <laughs> They just throw up these awkward looking. Right, because they just not the, the plays they don't aren't practice designed it. for that. It's exactly. It, well, nope. they just they don't practice it, which is just really bizarre to me. But anyway, that uh, that's another story for another day. But anyway, no, I I, I like where he's he's pushing, and he's still a baby, man. He's only I think he's is he twenty yet. He just turned twenty. He's twenty. Yeah, he's been twenty for a couple months, so he's still a youngster. So we'll see what happens with him. I I like this roster. It's not a championship roster, but it's going to be a fun roster. Keon Sharp, if he plays. Grant, the athleticism those three bring to the court. Dame being back to you know to his old self, which it looks like he's going to be. Ant's athleticism, like this team is going to be one of the more entertaining teams to watch, I believe, <clears throat> especially if they get out and run like they want to. Uh, so no, they're not a contender, but they're going to be fun. We're going to see dunks, you know, a lot of you know. <laughs> For the Blazers, as opposed to getting dunked on, uh, yeah. we are definitely going to see a more athletic team. Because let's be honest, there was they even when they were solid for a while, they they weren't the most fun to watch, right? I mean, no. CJ's game is beautiful, but it's not high flying. Um, Dame's obviously wonderful to watch, uh, but again, it's a lot of one on one shooting threes, Set back threes. This team's gonna, yeah, there's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And what I'm excited about is. There's guys on this team that get after it on D, right? We haven't mm-hmm. like the Wesley Matthews get after it, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can cheer about a guy that, you know, got down on the floor, um, deed up a guy. And we just haven't seen that in a while um, at this level. And that's what Chauncey Billups is all about that we've heard, right? I mean, and um, and we know what he was like as a player. So I, I – and you know, watching, you know, GP2, like I love that – a guy that can somehow defend it, so many guys and not foul, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 turn a game around by just coming in and saying, "Nope, sorry, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna d you up." Like I can't wait to see GP two against the the Warriors, like him on, on Steph Curry, because you know they battled in practice, right? Mm-hmm. You know that was intense. Steph Curry has so much respect for Peyton. It like oozes out of his pores. He's the one that said he's like the tallest six foot three guy, in, you know, in the world. I mean, how cool is that going to be to yeah. see to have a guy? Oh, he's coming in to guard, you know, Steph Curry, as opposed to who the hell is going to guard Steph Curry? <laughs> like we got no one. We got no one. He's going to get fifty. He's going to get fifty. You know, like, I will say this we're gonna, and he might get and he might get fifty and he might, but he's going to have to earn it. You know, right? That's it's going to be a hard fifty. <laughs> I, I have to say this though: I, no one, <clears throat> I don't think anyone believes Anthony Simons is going to become an elite defender, but I think he's going to become a good defender because I think he cares about learning how to play defense. He's athletic enough to do it, 
and he is willing to listen and learn from Chauncey. And I think Chauncey will get him to at least be a solid defender. Maybe not great, but at least solid. He's going to be better than CJ because he's going to be able to react differently than CJ could to something. So you can get CJ on skates. You can get CJ in awkward positions. And it's so athletic that I think you can't, it's going to be difficult, more difficult to get him in those types of situations. And he can recover differently. And I think he wants to. And I think he's learning at a young age that he needs to, whereas CJ was raised in an environment where it was optional. And he wasn't as Do athletic. Do you just so, wear it? Don't say Do you that. wear don't Simon's jersey <laughs> under everything, on every shirt you have? Like, like when you go to the game under your suit, are you like Superman? Like you pull it off and then like you get the parking lot, there's a Simon's jersey? Like... <laughs> I'm just asking because I know, you know, Andrew can't jump in right now, but I know he's just shaking his head over there. Like, it's what? amazing. Like, I, do you get, I, I'm just, just I'm somehow you, find a way. You find a way to get there. Like, I'm it doesn't matter what we talk about. Somehow Simon's is going to be there. A legitimate <laughs> argument that Anthony Simons has the ability to develop into a defender. That doesn't mean that I'm, you know, wearing his jersey to bed every night <laughs> but, but you are <laughs> but you I, don't are. An I, look, si- hey. I don't own an Anthony Simons jersey but if I did yes you don't I have to because the, tat- the tattoo doesn't wash off the tattoo doesn't wash off <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need the jersey because you just take off your shirt and look. it's painted on right like with permanent ink hey look that's you why I love you. For, you, you know, Petrus, you go, when, you, when you're in, baby, when you're in, you are in. Your, your, your wife is set, man, because there's no <laughs> way you're jumping off that bandwagon. Like, you are so loyal. Like, there's no way. Like, you picked her, and she stuck with you. So you could just say, I tell your wife, you know, she, <laughs> she's, a, stuck she's with an you. angel, but B, <laughs> she, you're not, you, you, you picked her, right? Like, that's it. She, there's no way that you're, like, whatever, when you buy a car, like, if I sold you a car, I'd be like, <laughs> can I get your name and your email? Can you just, I'm just going to. Every time I have another person come in thinking about the car, I'm going to have Fentress call them and tell them why it's the greatest car in the history of the world. Because if you picked it, baby, it's got to be awesome. So, hey, I, 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 I'm not uh, – Simon just could, could definitely – I agree with that. Let me just say okay. – okay, yeah, after, after making fun of me, after making fun of me, you agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. But definitely, our message to our listeners is to find someone who loves you like Aaron Fentress loves Anthony Simons. Yes. And there you, you go. Will, you will live a blissful life because I do love me some of his And I don't even care. I don't even care about the all the journalistic, journalistic object, objectivity and no. ethics nonsense. No, I don't care about it. It goes out the window when it comes to hands. It's just how it is. It, if you follow <laughs> Fentress on social media, you will find two things. He loves Anthony Simons and he loves his dog. Like those are the things. <laughs> I, I did tweet my little dog the other day. Hey, I, I, I got two right downstairs that I love, and I'm I'm with you on them. They're idiots. They're they're <laughs> awful, awful animals that uh, that do awful things, and I love them. So uh, I'm with you. I'm just saying, like that's where that's where Aaron Petrus' loyalty lies. Simon's and his pooch. Uh, <laughs> nice. Okay, on that's that a good note, sitcom. On Simon's that. and the pooch. <laughs> All right. On that note, I, I note I think we're done. Do you have anything else to add here? Uh, no, I'm good. Are, man. are you I'm excited good. about the Blazers maybe getting into the championship? So let me break that down real quick. Um, <clears throat> they're, Let's break they're, it down. Break they're it down. in a tie. They're three and one. The top two teams make it. They're right now number two behind the Knicks, whom they defeated, and their point differential of eight point three is second. So 
I think right now, unless some other three and one teams win big today and thus surpass them in point differential, which is hard to do. And yeah, they, there's they three the teams and, and New Orleans, New Orleans, if they, if New Orleans wins by five, I think they're in. They play the Lakers. I think New over Orleans Portland because Portland yeah. beat New Orleans. Doesn't head, isn't head to head first. Yeah, that that doesn't matter. Head to head doesn't matter. If head to head matter, the Knicks are out. Nope. It's all point differential. Uh, I thought Casey Hold on. I thought he said right because if not, matter. the Knicks wouldn't be in. And a coin anyway, flip. There's a coin confusing. flip possibility because we carry summer league. We flip just, a coin. Can we just see how ridiculous this system <laughs> is, though? Oh, it's, it's awesome. so ridiculous. It's awesomely terrible. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love the coin flip, year, though. That's my favorite. Yeah, coin. When last year when they announced it with 30 teams and each team they picked the top two after four. I'm like, wait, how do you pick the top two after four games? What the hell? This is you corny. Don't. You pick don't the top eight and just do a quick single elimination tournament. How hard Knicks is are that? in, baby. Knicks are in. Knicks are in. They're Knicks in the championship. In. That'd be fun. That'd be so much more fun. <sighs> Pro sports. They used to have it that way, and they I didn't know. want it that way anymore. They wanted to. I mean, that just shows you what they care about summer league. It's not, you know. If you decide who's in the playoffs by point differential over uh, head-to-head, four games. and then you do a coin flip, you know. Okay. But, yeah, there's like three teams that can knock them out. or they, No matter what, they play one more game on Sunday, either in the championship or – just, just a regular summer league game, or it could be no Saturday. rings at stake. I think they could be Saturday. As I well. thought it was Sunday, no matter it was what. Sunday for yeah, sure. You know, anyway, right. we'll find out. I, reading tweets. Clearly, I care. <laughs> <laughs> I think I read Casey Holdall's tweets, and Casey, shout out to Casey. Got he says, do it. He, he said he, Sunday yeah, for sure. He's there with the team, but he also said head. To, he also said head to head matter. You know what? I'm not. I'm not, honestly. I'm not going to put my my, my uh, name on any of this. Like I okay. just. I you know. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I guess I'll get to the go Knicks of it today. the title. The Knicks. Hey, the Knicks are in the title game. What do I care? Nothing. Nothing else matters. We get. We're going to bring get, home get a ring, ring, baby. Get that ring. All right. That is definitely it for the Blazer Focus podcast. But we will be back to wrap up summer league uh, next week. And maybe there'll be another deal that'll happen. Who knows? We'll see. I've been hearing little little things that the Blazers are definitely out there looking around. And the Knicks are sniffing around on Donovan Mitchell. Maybe something happens there where they need a third team and they throw R.J. Barrett to Portland. I don't know. I'm just throwing out nonsense. But uh, look at you. That's nonsense. Craig. Craig. That's nonsense. Dude, Craig was like on his phone, sitting back, waiting for me to wrap it up. I said Donovan Mitchell and Knicks, and he perked up. His eyes got all bright, bushy tail. He's shaking his tail. What? Knicks? Donovan Mitchell? Oh my god, oh my god. Anyway, this is not the Knicks podcast, so no one cares. Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll be back <laughs> next week. <laughs>